episode. Gas Network presents sports for the culture. I'm here with the family. Price XXV, double I. Rome. Dimelo. Bro, flying. T-Buggy, man. To the greatest sports show on the planet, La Familia. Hope y'all ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. What it do? We live in effect. It's sports for the culture presented by Gas. Uh, you know who I am, loyal listeners and followers out there. Young Rome Twenty Two. Uh, if you're if you're new, hit that subscribe, hit that follow button. Let me go ahead and introduce the fellas because we got a lot of topics to get into. Happy Black History Month, by the way. Uh, and I'm gonna throw it to my guy on the top left first. Introduce yourself. At Bryce XXVII. AKA Mr. Big Leaguer. And fellas, tonight I'm feeling really in charge. I'm I'm feeling in command. You know, I'm feeling like my command should be obeyed. I'm feeling I'm feeling like a Washington commander, baby. I thought I'm that was feeling, a Viagra ad. Right? <laughs> yes, sir. I'm feeling like a commander if, tonight, bro. If you haven't heard, the new name has leaked. Uh, it'll be official tomorrow. Y'all can check that out. Uh, but the the Washington football team era has come to an end. It is indeed the Washington Commanders. We might get into that a little bit later, see see how we're feeling about that. Uh, I'm going to throw it to the guy on the bottom right with the palm tree, as always. Introduce yourself, man. T-Boogie, man. Y'all know who it is, man. Hey, my 49ers lost, but um, I'm, I'm still here, man. I, I'm not ducking the hate. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as always, wash your hands. Wash your ass. And I, I'm supporting the name change. I, too, have gone commando. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, here come the jokes already. already. Hey man, and last but certainly not least, Mister, I get mine the fast way, the ski mask way. Uh, bottom left, man. Hey. Who, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> it's your boy Demolo, and I'm real feeling real sexy like the New York Giants. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills for letting us take everything and damn near everybody. We just mentioned Josh Allen. He's next. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the real New York team. I'm glad you mentioned uh, New York football, man, because we're actually going to get into these New York football giants here in a second. Because uh, the first topic of the day is going to have to be about our guy, Brian Flores, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, recently let go. Uh, <clears throat> and as of today, Ironically enough, on the first day of Black History Month 2022, he is suing the NFL for uh, racial discrimination. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just start with everyone's initial thoughts when they first saw this, because uh, this is a pretty bombshell thing. Uh, he's actually going on TV tomorrow with his lawyers to elaborate more on it. But what was everyone's first thought? Uh, Bryce, I'll start with you. Man, a whole lot of thoughts about this. It feels, it feels like the story just gets deeper and deeper every uh with every report that's read. I mean, the, first of all, the fact that Bill Belichick texted him and didn't realize which Brian he was texting, it's a little reckless on the on, on the part of Bill Belly, man. A guy that's supposed to be so prepared. Wait, what he said? Well, pretty much Bill Belichick texted him, congratulations, you know, proud of you for getting the job type of thing. And uh, Brian Flores hadn't even interviewed for the job yet. So he's like, what's going on? And Brian Flores asked, "Are you are you texting Brian Brian Flores or Brian Dable?" And of course, Bill Belly was texting the wrong Brian. So uh, it's just crazy that a guy like Bill Belichick that's so cal- calculated missed, <laughs> dropped the ball on that, or we could say deflated the ball on that. Uh, and then you, you think about uh, his time with the Dolphins, man. 
They all the Dolphins are offering this man 100k to lose a game, 100k a loss. I would have had them boys 0 and 17, bro. I promise you. I would have taken all <laughs> all hundred. I would walk to the bank with my 1.7, man. Are you kidding me? hundred k for a loss, man. Hey, Brian Flores is a different type of respect, respectable man, and uh, stand up dude. I even hear a report that he was on a yacht with the with the Dolphins brass, and they brought a, a potential quarterback that they would. Uh, uh, free agent quarterback or another team's quarterback on the yacht that they wanted to sign. And Brian Flores, like, I got to step off the yacht. This is, this is illegal. This is tampering. Like, damn, bro. My man really true to the morals, bro. So shout out to Brian Flores for being a stand-up dude. Not a lot of him in the NFL. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got more reactions, but I'll wait for everybody to give their initial thoughts, man. T, man, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the, uh, the news? Man, Bill Belichick is the smartest coach in the NFL, man. Y'all, y'all thought that was a mistake? You think Bill Belichick accidentally texted the wrong Brian? Come on, man. Like, Belichick doesn't do things like that. You know by texting this man, it, he's going to blow it up now. Like Everything's getting blown up. Giants getting blown up. Dolphins getting blown up. Dolphins are in the same division as the Patriots. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Dolphins could potentially lose some draft picks. I think Bill Belichick ain't making a mistake, man. But outside of that, I'm not surprised. It's the NFL, man. We know what they do. They blackball guys. They backdoor guys. They put the black guys on the back, bur- back burner. Um, anybody that's been paying attention, it's no surprise. <laughs> None at all. Uh, the, the surprise is somebody's willing to blow the whistle. And um, Flores is willing to risk his career. I don't think he coaches again. Um, you know, I think that's the type of league that exists. I don't – I think – you know, maybe he'll get paid out or something. Maybe they'll drag this out for years in litigation. But uh, I, I don't think he coaches again. So to risk your coaching career as uh, a noble, noble pursuit right here. So uh, shout out. Yeah, this could be the last time he coaches in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> or, you know, it could it could all work out in the end. Also, I think he has an overwhelming amount of support for him right now. But it is a huge risk. And this might be the last time he coaches. Gee, we know that he had an interview with the Giants. Uh, what happened there, man? What, what happened with your New York football Giants? Man? Hey, you man, guys got this I would have went for it. <laughs> hey, man, that's above my pay grade. They knew what they were doing. But my whole <laughs> thing when I heard this news is like, no, the scapegoat of the Rooney rule has to go away. Like, I think now that now with this kind of lawsuit, like no one could just say, well, you know, I coach I, where I went in an interview, someone from my minority group. Oh, I just had to do one. I think the rule is just one at all, right? Now it's not that no more. Now you got to open, even not the playing field now. Now the Rooney rule can't be every team's scapegoat to be like, well, while I interview one individual, no, nah, like that has to go away. The Rooney rule has been the scapegoat for every team in the NFL, from my New York Giants to the Dolphins to the Texans. Now with this kind of lawsuit, man, I'm happy. I'm happy that Mr. Flores is doing what he has to do. And the fact that he has integrity still, in a league where there's so little of it, it's so much commendable. You guys might be right. He doesn't have a coaching career, but I'm going to say he's the NFL, man. He did what he did with the Dolphins. Someone's going to pick him up. Someone's going to see. And eventually, look, he the players liked him. They played off. They played pretty good enough to be contending team two years in a row. It wasn't like he, he, he the Dolphins were, like, mediocre. They were at least a, what, above 500 team the last yeah. two years that he coached. So, like, the guy could coach. There's a lot of scrubs that 
if, if Joe Judge coached, I'm sure my man Flores has a chance of coaching again. It's just going to be the team that's willing to, you know, take the jump and just say, fuck all the other owners. And like, this dude could do could do a lot for my organization and take the lead for it. Because he did want it to Sean Watson in Miami. That's, from my understanding, that's the reason why he left Miami, because they didn't want to jump the gun on that. And like, yeah, we, we got to really, we got to really dive into that now, though, because I feel like there was a lot of reports coming out when that whole, when he got fired from Miami. Like, we made a lot of speculation when it first happened, because like, I, I thought it was crazy that he was, he was fired, considering the performance he had as a coach over there. With you know, so little, so little pieces over there, and just like the way those guys kept rallying two seasons in a row, and like right after that, crazy reports were coming out about Flores, like he didn't get along with guys, and like he was he didn't get he didn't have a relationship with Tua, and he really wanted Deshaun Watson. But then after this report uh, with this whole yacht thing, I feel like that might have been Deshaun Watson that was on the yacht, and my man was like, "Nah, I can't talk to him right here." So like it seemed like all that was made up now. Like I don't believe any of those reports. Like, especially now that this has come out, even at the time I was like a little skeptical, but now it's like all those reports seem like straight bull now. And it was just a smear campaign to try to ruin the man's name because uh, they knew they was firing him for some immoral reasons. Like they was firing him because he wasn't down to be a part of that good old boys club. He was like, nah, like I'm standing for something. And uh, I think that's the ultimate reason he got fired when now the facts are coming out. Yeah, I, I, I would I would tend to agree with you on that, man. <clears throat> um to me, it's just it's just crazy because we've all talked about how how there's been racism in the NFL when it comes to hiring black coaches because there's obviously just not enough. I believe there's still only one at this very moment. Only one. <clears throat> and <clears throat> originally, <throat> I was hopeful because there was a lot of spots open and a lot of qualified uh, black candidates. But once again, it seems like all these spots are getting filled by by white head coaches. Uh, some some of whom you could even question their qualifications. I would I would say, but man, here we are yet again. Over. Eric so, looked over two years now, man. So now I gotta ask and pose the question: Does this lawsuit is this like a beacon of things that could possibly think things could possibly be changing? Do you think this will this will change anything? How do you think this will affect uh, the NFL and the and the coaching hiring? Because I believe the NFL already came out and and uh, said something like uh, these 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 accusations have no merit. So, uh, T, how do you think this all plays out with the NFL obviously ready to play hardball with, with Brian Flores? Yeah, I think we'll see this thing in court for a while. Um, we won't see the result of this. I'm guessing for two years at least, uh, probably around then, they'll launch an investigation, uh, independent investigation, all that sort of stuff, maybe a congressional hearing. Who knows? A bunch of uh, smoke and mirrors, dog and pony show, all that good stuff. But I do think we might see a little bit of change, but it, at the end of the day, man, you got to think this is old money. These people have had money for since segregation. You know what I'm saying? Like some of them <laughs> since before segregation. Like these are not people that uh, built their reputations and their names by putting black people in high places. That's just kind of not the way they go. So I don't know how you make a billionaire do anything that they don't want to do. Just to be perfectly honest and transparent. Um, you can add all the rules you want. You can try to add draft picks, endorsements, uh, you know, you know, just give them money, things like that. I don't know, but uh, it's going to be slow process, uh, slow process for this, uh, this type of progress. We might see maybe 30 to 40 percent black head coaches in the next 15 years, but don't expect anything anytime soon.
Hmm. Do you think we will see another black head coach at the start of the 2022 season? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. I, I don't think so. Gee, uh, do you think we ain't gonna see another black coach till Jay Z buy a team? Hmm. That's what we'll see, that, man. That's a fair point. I do think uh, diversity and ownership is is going to be huge when it comes to seeing more diversity in the head coaching. Gee, do you think this lawsuit is going to uh, liberate some change? Like I said, the Rooney Rule, like the Rooney Rule, can't is not gonna is gonna make it to the point. If this lawsuit goes far, the Rooney Rule is not gonna be the scapegoat for every team no longer. Like you know, they're gonna they're gonna have to put out a list of candidates of who you're going to interview from here on out for teams, at least to throw out like, because they're going to want to show them like, hey, we're not just picking a, a random white man just to take our job. Now, look, we, we, we interview these candidates and now if their credentials matches up with the next man, you know, and then, you know, teams are going to be like, well, can't, you know, we're trying to get the next young guy out there. They're going to try to throw that out there as well. But I think it's going to be a change in the NFL like where now teams are going to have to throw out, like, yo, these are your candidates and match them with with people of color and see if, they, if their credentials just even up the same. Because it's no more like, well, he's the young, he could be the next young thing. No, no, no. It's going to have to be a, the, the credentials matches. Are you overlooking somebody? Now you're going to have to explain, like, well, this is why I picked this candidate. No more like, yo, well, I felt that this guy would be my guy. Now it's going to be with explanation. No longer it's just because I felt. I think, and this this is a, a radical idea. It's not something that I think the NFL will adopt. But I think, uh, you know, we we dive into the players a lot, right? Like we're a sports show. We we talk about combines. We talk about what they're doing when they're at their girlfriend's house. People snatching the phone from their side chicks when they're getting drafted. You know, we talk about all these things, right? Uh, why not? Why not but, make these coaching interviews Live primetime, ESPN, Fox, Gas, whatever network you want to put it on. Show me these interviews. Show them to me. Why not? We we talk about the interviews of the players. You know what I mean. We need to strip the players down into their underwear and have them run routes and you know what I mean. Do jumping jacks and all kinds of stuff. So why why can't we be more more in tune and more involved when it comes to uh, the hiring process of the NFL? It seems like a lot of backdoor politics, a lot of you know, things behind closed doors when, but when it comes to the players, all the doors want to be open all the time. So the coaches are getting paid just as much. They're just as important and just a part of the, the team. So I think some of these things should be a little bit more public, maybe not in cameras right in their face, but some of these things could be a lot more public, a lot more transparent. My man Rome said he wants full access. I feel you, bro. That's not a bad, <laughs> I mean, that, that's definitely, that's definitely a different level of access than we've ever had. Cause we, we're not privy to any of the discussions that go on between front office and coaches. In fact, uh, Brian Flores said we interviewed for the Denver job last year, John Elway and the G and the uh, GM and the, I guess in the ownership came in hung over. So he was like, he knew he had no chance to get that job because like they was hung over in his interview. So he was just like, it's, you know, they ended up going with Vic Pangio, who did a decent job, but just goes to show you. And I feel like I don't think nothing would really come of this, man. I I, I kind of agree with T on this one. I mean, it's going to be lawsuits. It's going to be dragged out in courts. And then, and then the one thing that could happen, though, is we can get some subpoenas. And we saw that happen with uh, with the John Washington Reed? football case not too long ago. Right. The whole thing with the Washington football team, guess who that came down on? John Gruden. We didn't get any information on the owner. 
any information <laughs> on any front office people. All we really got out of that was John Gruden as a scapegoat for hundreds of thousands of emails. So we, we probably will get our hands on 100,000 emails, but I highly doubt it comes down on the ownership of any of these teams. It's going to just be scapegoated by somebody who probably has done something immoral, but wasn't necessarily the, the, the prime target of the investigation. And the NFL will just be able to finesse its way once again into uh, taking no fault. Damn, yeah, that sounds, sounds real sounds about shisty right. out here. That definitely sounds about right. All right, well, we'll definitely be keeping tabs on that. Like, like y'all said, that'll that'll be something that's ongoing. And uh, as be as we are sports for the culture, we'll definitely be involved in the Brian Flores case as it continues. But let's talk about you know something a little a little bit lighter, not too much lighter. But Tom Brady, ladies and gentlemen, the goat. He has officially announced his retirement. It is real this time. I believe he did it himself on Instagram. Thanked a ton of people. Um, you know, Tom Brady has been playing for a, a lifetime, 22 years. Uh, I remember I was in like fifth grade when he first started playing. Uh, so we could go a long time for this. So, I mean, who uh, jump ball, man. Tom Brady, retirement. Tom Brady, man. What a guy. What a guy. Retires on the first day of Black History Month. All right. Normally, I get on the internet on Black History Month, and I see MLK, Rosa Parks, uh, Frederick Douglass, you know, Harriet Tubman, that, that, that sort of thing. You know, you know what you used to say. Today, I get on the internet, and all I see is a white guy. Um, you know, I'm not saying he wasn't great, but it's an interesting timing, Tom. You you refuse to take away the light from the Super Bowl, but <laughs> care less care less about Black History Month. Uh, uh, you know, fitting for a MAGA guy, I guess. But you know, all that nonsense aside, uh, he was the goat, man. You know, uh, I've been fortunate to see a lot of greats play their entire career or play a good portion of their career. Um, the Jordans, the Tigers, the Serenas, the, you know, uh, Simone Biles, Michael Phelps, uh, Brady. I mean, he's he's one of those Rushmore type guys. And I was lucky enough to see the entire thing, you know, from Michigan to oh, from Michigan to wild boy here to, to Tampa. <laughs> hey, but. Yeah, man. Shout out to Brady. He's been one. He's been one of my favorite quarterbacks, man. I love a winner. Um, even back when Manning was playing, I always loved Tom Brady. I, I just, you know, supermodel wife, that sort of thing. I always loved the guy that you know did everything at the highest level. And um, so, shout out to him, man. Respected what he did. I don't think it'll ever be touched in my lifetime. And uh, you know, farewell. You know, Tom Brady. Good luck in your next endeavor. Who knows what it is, but uh, good luck to Mr. Brady. His next endeavor, that is a very interesting topic. Uh, what, what will he do next? Uh, but Bryce, man, initial thoughts on, on Tom Brady's retirement. Yeah, Brady definitely the GOAT, man. I mean, at this point, it's almost impossible to take that crown from him. I guess my, my first reaction is like, how few quarterbacks truly go out on top, man? He just led the league in what, like four major major statistical categories for quarterbacks? And he's retiring off that. I mean, we talk about what Brady's next endeavor is. I personally wouldn't be surprised if in like two, three years, Brady look at the NFL like, hold up, man. I'm hopping back in this thing, man. Let me get, let me give it one more go, man. I, I can really see Brady pulling a Jordan, like hopping on 
hopping on the team, feeling like, yo, I'm going to be the first 50-year-old quarterback to, to win a – make the playoffs or something crazy, set another record. I, I wouldn't take that away, bro. I wouldn't I wouldn't count that out, man. In fact, if I could put money on it in Vegas, will Tom Brady come back? I would because I think there's a pretty high chance that your man looks at the competition like, hold up, I'm running this thing back one more time. I feel like a competitor like Brady, it ain't going to sit right with him being out of the competition, man. It's just not going to sit right. Uh, 22 years, bro. He's basically been in the league more than half of his life or about half of his life. That's crazy. That means for a third of his life, he's pretty much been in Super Bowls. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, your man is your man is just unreal, bro. And uh, when it's all said and done, T, I think you're right. I don't think anybody ends up touching him. Um, man, it's hard. It's really hard to put in perspective how great Tom Brady was. And I don't think it'll ever be another one. I don't think so either. Yeah, it's funny you say uh, half his life is – I saw a stat earlier. I think it was like 48 49% of his life he's he's been in the NFL, uh, which is absolutely insane. <clears throat> G, what's your initial thoughts on, on the GOAT's retirement? I just want to say some of Tom Brady's – my favorite Tom Brady moments is Super Bowl 2007 and Super Bowl – 2011. <laughs> you feel me, baby? Shout out to Tom Brady. Thank you for all of that. I appreciate you, Papa. You went out like a camp, like a champ. <laughs> but now, nah, but besides that, yeah, man, you got to see him destroy somebody like Peyton Manning. When we all at one point we thought, yeah, he's the greatest guy, and then he just makes Peyton Manning look like an average quarterback. Then you see what he do to Drew Brees, like. Like him and Drew Brees go back at it like what two seasons ago for the touchdown record, and it's just Tom Brady's like, hold on, I got one more season, let me hold that real quick. And then you see him now like retiring now. I'm gonna go with like what Bryce said. Yeah, I see him. He's pulling the grunt, retire for a whole year, let his body rest, and then come back and take another team to the Super Bowl, make another Super Bowl run. Because literally all he needed this year was a receiver. He lost Godwin. Mike Evans couldn't do it on his own. And then A.B. just said, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Literally, my man came back and almost won that Ram game. I, 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 I was surprised that I almost called it at halftime when I said it was a 17 lead in the halftime. And my man said, hold on, man, fourth quarter, I'm about to take it all back. I was like, no, what's going on? My man's legitimately the comeback king. Yeah, absolutely. Brady has a ton of great moments. I mean, the stats are ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm going to list off some of these stats, and then I want to ask you guys where Brady – Brady's obviously the GOAT when it comes to the NFL. <clears throat> but as far as accomplishments, not athletic ability, I want to ask you boys, where where would you rank him against other GOATs from other sports? Uh, but before I do that, let me, let me list off some of Brady's accomplishments, what he's retiring with. Uh, all-time yards first, all-time touchdowns first, all-time wins first. Uh, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl MVPs. This man is first in all these crazy categories. Uh, you, you you know me. I'm big on quarterback wins, right? <clears throat> I support guys like Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo for the simple fact that they win games. Tom Brady has 278 Bro, wins. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you going to just compare him to Alex Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo? No, let me finish. Let me finish. Tom Brady has 278 wins all time, right? Who do you think the next closest player is to that all time? Drew Brees. How many wins do you think he has? 181. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Nobody in the NFL is touching him. There'll never be another Tom Brady. There probably won't be anything close to Tom Brady. 
Um, he's retiring. He was just on the cover of Madden next to the guy who's who's you know coming up now. So he's not even letting the, Tom Brady is the goat in ways that I can't even describe. He doesn't even let nobody else shine. Like G said, we thought Peyton Manning was all that, and then some. I was a Peyton Manning guy. Tom Brady owned Peyton Manning. Um, you know, any other great quarterback, Tom Brady just always got the job done because that's just who he was, the ultimate competitor. Um, so I think it's only right to compare him to other people who dominated in their sport. And uh, I'd like to hear w- what you guys think about that and where you would rank Tom Brady just as 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 one of the all-time greats in general. Hmm. Above above Michael Jordan and LeBron, easily. What? Oh, I came from above Jordan. Alright, before we go, before we go mean? to Jordan, let's 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 what? start here. Let's start here. LeBron. I put him above. Put LeBron. him above LeBron. Is that is that fair? He's above LeBron. I put him above LeBron. He's above LeBron. <clears throat> but it's like right. it's crazy though because like with Brady and we actually kind of had this conversation before, and I was like, yo, are we talking about best athlete or greatest athlete, right? Because if it's the if it's the best athlete talk. There's a lot of people I put before Tom Brady. Now I'm talking about your athletic ability, right? But we talking about greatest athlete. Now yeah. I'm kind of more focused on your accomplishments, right? So I think the conversation we're kind of having here is greatest athlete. So I put him over LeBron. I put him Tiger. Ah, he's, he's not over Tiger. I don't. I yeah. I I, I struggle. I struggle putting him over Tiger. I struggle putting How? him over Tiger. Because we talking about greatness and we talking about accomplishments, man. And like Tiger's. Tiger is his sport. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's no way around it. Tiger, no one watches golf until Tiger plays. Well, not even just that. No, 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 ti- no, no, no. Tiger wanted, dominated. When Tiger, was, when Tiger was in his prime, man, he he wasn't letting nobody else eat. Like, that's that's part of it. But yeah, how long was Tiger's prime? Long enough to break a lot of records. He's only behind Nicholas in a lot of stats. Like, I think in majors. I mean, 15, 15 major championships, bro. I mean, Tiger basically. But don't like they have Jordan. like a major like every other month? That, that's a good point. It's not yeah, like but it's only one a year, so that is a good point. They're not that easy to win, obviously. Obviously, there's enough that you can catch up. No. Yeah, but still, he's tied for first all time with, with PGA Tour wins, man. It's, Catching it, Tiger would be crazy. Tiger, Tiger is definitely legit, bro. It's hard to put anybody over Tiger. Yeah. I'm not putting I, him I over say Serena. Brady and Tiger might be Tiger. I was, I was going to bring up Serena. Serena. No, came yeah, him. he's not above Serena in my opinion either. But I was going to bring up Serena. I think he's definitely in the conversation with all these people though, as far as accomplishments. No, no, no. Look, look, look. Mike, Serena, Tiger. Kids grew up wanting to be those guys. So wait. So no how one... is Michael Jordan better than Tom then? Because. Michael Jordan made basketball what it is today, right? A lot of guys can eat and become billionaires because of Jordan. You know, Jordan, sneakers, all right? Jordan, Nike, like, I want to be like Mike. That's a whole slogan. No one want to be like Tom. Never met a kid. nobody want to be like Tom. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can say that. I don't know No kid grew up wearing Tom Brady's number, trying to emulate Tom Brady. They absolutely did not, right? Vic, we saw kids want to be Vic. We saw kids want to be other quarterbacks, but I think, we never... I think it just kind of speaks to the kids that you was growing up with. Because I'm, nah, I'm pretty nah, sure nah. like a guy like Joe Burrow or like Justin Herbert probably looked up to Tom, bro. Like you know, what I mean, I'm pretty sure Mac, guys Mac Jones. Mac Jones nah, probably nah, wanted nah. to be like Tom. <laughs> Those bro. guys like, probably were Favre guys. Like 
At the end of the day, though, right? Even Jimmy if G, Tom did not redefine how you play the position. Let me say this as a pushback. Let me say this as a pushback to your young point. You say that, but every young quarterback in the league that plays against Tom Brady gets that picture of them high-fiving or handshaking, hugging Tom Brady at the end of the game, and they post it on Instagram, they frame it in their house. All those young kids, when they play against Brady, have nothing but respect for Brady. They're honored to play against him. They they all look up to him, bro. Like They all give him that, that GOAT respect. So maybe they don't want <clears throat> to emulate him the same way kids want to emulate a Lamar or a Michael Vick, but Tom Brady definitely has that. Uh, he he wins, and that's what everybody wants to do. That that's the the quality that Tom Brady has that everybody wants to emulate is the winning. Hey, and when we talk about changing like how the position is played, the quarterback position, bro, I think Tom did change that. Like think about it like this, yo. There was Favre, right? There was Marino. There was Steve Youngs. All those guys had a, certain, had a certain play style, gunslingers, right? But Tom was that very first guy that was like. I'm just taking what the defense gives me. No, I'm right jumping off off to my running back. You're not about to write Joe Montana out the books. I'm not. I'm saying Tom Brady might dump it to his running backs and James White and and Kevin Falk might both have 12 receptions at the end of the game, right? Quarterbacks weren't really doing that like that back in the day, bro. They're still not doing that. No. Yeah, they are. That's a whole part of the game. We just saw Mahomes lose because he refused to do that. Yes, Mahomes, yes. I'm saying the way they're hitting the check downs in today's NFL. Because Mahomes don't have a running back. It comes from Tom Brady, bro. Hitting the check down is a Tom Brady special, bro. Like, hitting that running back in the flat. Yo, they were not. The way running backs are receivers today doesn't happen without Tom Brady, if you ask me, bro. At least not to this level, bro. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, I think that's a little bit more McDaniels, but I, I, I'll give you that. That might be a little bit more McDaniels. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with him in uh, Las Vegas since he just got hired out there. But, um, look, Tom is definitely the GOAT. T, I hear you talking about Joe Montana. In my opinion, Tom washes Montana uh, in the in the greatest quarterback conversation. Of course, of course. <laughs> so, of course. I mean – but back back to you know comparing Tom in the sense of people not wanting to be like him, I just I I think that was just a little bit off base, bro. Like I think nah. people definitely people definitely look up to Tom, bro, and they definitely want to emulate the quality. He he's like the the winning, bro. Like that's people that's call really Tom a cheater, man. <laughs> I mean the haters call him a cheater, but, but, but are you Flake, are you Spygate. do you know what they say? Hey, Lam- if you're not, Jackson, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Look, I'm not I'm not doubting Tom Brady's greatness, but what I'm saying is you're putting them on you're putting them next to the people that elevated the sport. Tom Brady did not elevate football. He, he just didn't. Hey, come on, bro. Tom Brady, Brady did not elevate, elevate football. football. No. That's that's a crit. Bro, now you just take it to the next No, level. I'm not. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady I did not tell, is, if you're gonna say that, you gotta tell me what look, how did Tom Brady not elevate football, bro? How? What what did what did he do to take football to the next level? In fact, Tom Brady. So the Ravens, so the Raiders game, remember? I would say, in fact, Tom Brady got the rules changed. If, if he elevated football, it's because the league decided to protect him, which in turn extended the careers of is, all Is that not like the Michael Jordan rule? Is that not like the Michael Jordan rule? What the Jordan rule was? You know, he's going to get the chief foul. That's that's something different. Okay, same thing with Tom Brady, my brother. That's not elevating elevating the game, right? Jordan took basketball and made it. Jordan took basketball and made it international. Oh, okay. 
So Matt Jordan made it for himself, but Tom Brady did it for all the quarterbacks. Now no, you Jordan, the quarterback Jordan, below the belt. Jordan did it for the entire globe. The reason we have Luka Doncic, the reason we he have made Dirk it Nowitzki, popular for the entire globe. The we, right. The reason Tom we have Brady Tony did it for his quarterback. He changed how you call a play. He changed how you call a foul on a quarterback. Man, Tom Brady didn't change no. the game. No, the, the NFL, all game. leagues, all leagues create rules to create more offense. That, and, and are you honestly, just mad that you got Jimmy G instead of Tom Brady? No, <laughs> what? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy G been to three conference championships. <laughs> he did. He did a great job. He, he went to more than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is retiring with more Super Bowls than every other team. I, I'm not talking yeah. about his. Individual mm-hmm. greatness. What I'm saying is, you are comparing him to people that have transcended their sport. You know what I'm saying? Not not only did they take this sport to the next level, they even went past that sport. Like kids want to play tennis because of Serena, Rory McIlroy, uh, DJ. Like the young golfers say, "No, I saw Tiger, and this is why I'm this." Great. I mean, if we're gonna break it down like that, though, it that's that's a little bit unfair because kids already grow up wanting to play football. Like, like. You kids, know what I mean? Like right. tennis, tennis wasn't popular. Golf wasn't popular. Tiger comes, Serena comes. All of a sudden, I want to pick up a golf club. I want to pick up a tennis racket. You know what I mean? I was already I already had a football in my hand before. You know what I mean? Tom Brady or whoever caught my eye. So these other sports needed these superstar athletes to transcend the sport to do all that. Tom Brady, in order to do what you're saying, you know what I mean? Which I which I still think he did. Um, is he's he's doing it on a much higher level or a much tougher level as far as having to transcend something that's already big in everybody's eyes. Look, man, I haven't seen Tom Brady in a movie. I haven't seen. I mean, it's just you know what I'm saying. He's like killing those subway commercials. <laughs> it, 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 man, he was killing Papa John. I'm just saying it's levels to greatness. All right, I'm just saying it's levels to greatness. And if you guys don't believe me, look at that list of D money posted. And if you had to pick somebody. To have dinner with Tom Brady would be the last one. Well, who's the top five picks? So the, the know, list that, that D Money posted for the for the listeners on the podcast, he's got Mike, Mike Jordan, Serena, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, and LeBron. Uh, which I, I agree with this list hundred um, percent is is spot on. And I also agree with T. I mean, if I'm going to dinner, I'm picking Serena over all of them. That's you know. Um, <laughs> but you're picking Tom Brady last, like. <laughs> hey, but. I- Hey, is Giselle coming? Tough, he man. might be second. I don't know. Is, is LeBron is LeBron even on that list, man? No, like, LeBron's not there yet. Like it Ooh. might be somebody. It might be somebody that deserves that to be on that list before LeBron. I gotta really think about that. I gotta really think about that list right there, man. Michael Phelps probably. Usain Bolt's another one. Like, Bolt's another one. Bolt's another one that really gets overlooked in this conversation because Bolt yeah, might open really be. Bolt might really be the top spot, low key. Like. Yeah, Especially because I was gonna he's say in a sport, he's in a sport with a finite uh shelf life, right? Nobody can be a sprinter, a top notch sprinter forever, man. And even Bolt still went out on top. He probably still could have won or competed for one more gold medal uh at, at the time he retired. So Bolt's another one of those guys, man. I might put Bolt I mean, over LeBron on that list. We could I, throw I some would, boxers in here. I would certainly put Bolt over LeBron. And Floyd, yeah, Floyd May deserves to be on that yeah. list too, bro. Floyd May deserves to be on that list, bro. You talking about a guy that really changed the sport? Like Floyd May I, I agree. Really changed the yeah. pay scale in boxing. I agree. Now, yeah. I mean, he, you could, but, a lot of people would also argue that he ruined 
uh, some things about boxing. At, at this mean? rate, Jake Paul is going to be on that list. Nah. <laughs> he's changed the landscape of YouTube. He's, 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 he's changing the game. I'm done. He's I'm going home. I'm calling it quits. Hey, I mean that, that's definitely an interesting convo. Uh, we might have to we might have to run this back one day as as a, as a separate topic. Uh, you know who's who's really the top dogs when it comes to changing the game in sports? Because uh, th- those are some interesting names, man. Floyd Mayweather was one that I actually forgot about, uh, but he he probably belongs. I don't even know if I could really put Tom over Floyd for real because he really did change. Oh. He changed he changed a lot in boxing, and uh, I'm putting Tom time, over Floyd. Kind of, kind of for the reason I was saying earlier, like Floyd is doing it when at a time where people weren't really messing with boxing like they were, you know, boxing was kind of was already down. So he really, like you said, changing the pay scale and stuff. That's that's huge at a time when people weren't really checking for it. So uh, shout out to to Money Mayweather, man. I know people hate him though, you know, <laughs> love to hate him. But uh, one more, one more quick football topic, man, before we switch things up real quick. We got to get in this championship Sunday. Um, I know the loyal listeners probably think I've been avoiding this this Matthew Stafford uh, Rams nonsense after I've been, uh, you know, trashing this man, you know, pretty much since the show started. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you, though. I, I still don't think the guy's elite. Uh, you know, we can get into this. Scruff's not on the show today. Uh, you know, he's enjoying his little week off. I'm sure he'll have some comments for me when we make our Super Bowl picks next week. But uh, we'll save that for next week. Uh, fellas, let me get y'all's thoughts, though. Let's start with this this uh, Rams-49ers game. Uh, T, I know this one was near and dear to your heart in the production meeting. You said you hate football now. So uh, break, break this one down for us, man. Oh, yeah, man, it was a good game. Um, I, th- I thought Stafford played well. I mean, he, he tried to get the game away at the end, but outside of that one error throw, I thought he managed the team well. I kind of agree with you. I don't think Stafford's elite. I think the elite guys elevate their 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 weapons. I think Stafford is a guy that can just you know he, he does good. You know he does good with his weapons. He, he lets them gets the ball to him, which is good quarterback play. I don't think he's Breeze, Rodgers, Manning, Brady, the guys that can do it with anyone. He needed Cup. He needed OBJ. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but shout out to shout out to them. They they beat a, a really good 49ers team. Uh, they came from behind. You know, that, and that's another thing you got to give Stafford credit for. You came back from 10, eight minutes. Um, he did what you, you know, what, what needed to be done. Uh, so shout out to the Rams. The, the Super Bowl went through the, well, at least the NFC went through the NFC West. Like I told you boys at the beginning, toughest division in football. So, uh, you know, I ain't too mad. We weren't well, technically, technically, the Super Bowl is going to go through there too since it is. It is in LA, yeah, uh, home game for the Rams. So you you were right on the money. NFC West, man, running thing. Uh, Bryce, man, what were your thoughts on the Rams 49ers? Oh man, yeah, interesting game, interesting game. I thought the uh, the game came down to who who was going to make the bigger plays on defense, and I think the Rams did that. Um, Jalen Ramsey with some big stops down the stretch. Aaron Donald, of course, with the game ceiling. Uh, play on Jimmy Garoppolo, which led to interception. Uh, and, you know, the 49er defense fell short with the opportunities they had to really change the game. Uh, I think the first week of the playoffs or second week of the playoffs, Kyle Shanahan said that we were going to win this game on special teams, right? And uh, this t- this week they had to win the game on defense. And Jaquiski Tart, who's been playing well, 
was unable to come up with the big pick. That was just a complete errant throw by Matt Stafford. Like T said, he tried to get a game away. But it's those plays, it's those one or two plays that really make the difference in, uh, in an outcome. And I, and I don't think either of the offenses really shined. They made enough plays, don't get me wrong. I went, um, and so Stafford made plays when it counted, but it wasn't really an offensive showdown. This game came down to who was going to make the better plays on defense. And I just don't think. But, hey, let's, let's be honest. It was bad coaching on both sides, too. I mean, Sean McVay, I, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking in some of these moments. I mean, and then Kyle Shanahan on the other side, you don't call that timeout uh, before the two-minute warning? Like, bro, like, that's like basic Madden. That's like basic, like, <laughs> I said we all, all know that play. We all know you call that timeout before the two-minute warning and then use the, the two-minute warning as a, as a fourth timeout, as a de facto fourth timeout. You know what I mean? So I thought he dropped the ball right there especially when it was clear that the Rams was playing for that field goal. They weren't exactly. trying to punch a touchdown, and they were playing for that field goal, running the ball, you know, like it was clear what they were trying to get. And uh, I thought that was a little questionable. But like I said, I also thought some of McVay's decisions were questionable as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it seemed like it seemed like it was two coaches that both knew each other that were trying too hard to outsmart each other almost. You know what I mean? Like – like they were trying to stay a step ahead of the other one, and in doing that, they were just missing the easy, the easy decisions as coaches. But uh, still, a, still another classic game, man. Just adds to the the crazy stretch of football that we've had over these last four four weeks now. And uh, shout out, shout out to the Rams for getting it done. I had definitely picked the 49ers. I didn't believe in Stafford, but now with all that elite talk, I'm not ready to call him elite. But you got tier one, and then you got tier two, and I think he has entered. You know, that tier two, I do think he's kind of on the bottom of that tier two, but he's in that tier right below you. I mean, you had Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, probably Josh Allen. And right below that tier, you got to put Stafford in there now. We went to a Super Bowl. I think Rome said it the other the other week that Stafford doesn't get any respect until he makes the <laughs> Super Bowl. And I mean, you got to get that man his respect now. Yeah, he he gets a little ounce. He gets a little ounce of respect, you know. He did. He did what they. He did what they signed him to do. But before I go off on him, uh, G man, what did you think of the Forty ers Rams? You weren't on the show last week, so who did you have winning this game? We all had the Forty ers I had the Rams. I had the Rams. If y'all see my parlay, I had the motherfucking Rams. I had nothing but the Rams on that goddamn ticket. What the fuck? I'm just mad. Odell Beckham didn't get those two touchdowns. I would have been rich. I would have gave everybody a PlayStation 5 in this show right now. Everybody would have. I would have been Oprah Ruthie with a PlayStation 5. You get one. You get one. Fucking you get one. Fuck. Damn it. But no, I had the Rams. And nowadays, do you really need a top-tier quarterback to win you a Super Bowl? Nick Foles won you one. Eli Manning won you two. Joe Flacco won you one. Nowadays, you just need a quarterback that can make the plays when they, when they count. So top-tier quarterback, that's really just a myth. That's only for that's only for the regular season accolades. If you need that kind of quarterback, because clearly Patrick Mahomes, we'll talk about him next. That what it is, what it is. But nowadays, you just need a quarterback that'll make you those plays when they count the most. Just don't fuck it up, as we all can say. Don't fuck it up. You just need a you just need a quarterback that'll take you to the promised land, and that won't fuck it up. And I just want to say, yo. I've slept on the 49ers defense all year long. I really didn't think they were right there with the Rams defense. I thought they were like two tiers down, but they're just apart or even just lightly a little bit better giving any other Sunday. 
Because, God damn, I slept on your 49ers defense, my boy. I knew Debo Samuel was the truth, but clearly he just needs a little bit extra help in the quarterback position. Because, God damn, Debo Samuel, that man's a jack of all trades. I, I never seen something like that in, the, in, a, in a receiver. Plays, runs like a running back, but fucking is fast like a receiver. Hands with a receiver. I, I haven't seen that never in my life until now. But yeah, I'm gonna just say like that was it was a, it was a pretty pretty slow game. I thought it would have been high scoring. Though, I'm not gonna lie, I really had it going over 52 points. Yeah, it was a good game, man. You were you were smart for picking the Rams. I wish you would have hit that parlay too, man. I, I would love a new PS5. Bro, oh and I had another <laughs> ticket. I had Maybe. another ticket. I had Odell Beckham scoring a touchdown, and I had your boy number 11. I can't get his name. For the 49ers. Are you? Are you? Are you? I had him scoring a touchdown. My man had over 100 yards receiving. I'm like, it was a touchdown. I had Debo Samuel scoring. I had, oh my God, I had I had a fucking fabulous ticket. It was Ayuk and Odell Beckham there that just gave it to me. Pause. Whole lot of spicy to me. I'm like, yo, I could have gotten everybody a PlayStation 5. <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to do. All right. Well, this is the part where you know, Scruff. If you're watching, I hope I hope you're ready for this part, bro. All right. You know, I've given Matthew Stafford a lot of crap, but I here on the Sports for the Culture podcast want to give Matthew Stafford his just due, his respect. Congratulations to Matthew Stafford. You know, you made it to the Super Bowl. That's what they uh, paid you to do. You know, that's what the quarterback before you and Jared Goff did. Um, so now it's time to go win the damn thing, you know. That's that's why you're here, right? Uh, what else did they What else did they do for Matthew Stafford along the way? Do you guys remember? Oh, that's right. They traded for Odell in the middle of the season because Sean McVay got halfway through the season and was like, "Damn, Matthew Stafford's not who I thought he was. I need to go get Odell Beckham Jr." Then he also said, "You know what? As good as our defense is, we got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. I need to go get Von Miller too because Matthew Stafford isn't elevating the damn thing." So. With that being well, hold said, on, bro. Know. Hold on. Put this in perspective. Robert Woods did get hurt, though. But then they get Odell. Robert Woods got Woods hurt, got so hurt? you trade for no. Odell. Did it. Got Odell because Robert Woods got hurt. Yeah, Woods went down. Yeah, Woods went down, and then they traded for Odell Beckham Jr. So they're rocking with uh, Cooper Cup and OBJ. Those are hey, the but two guys. They did trade they for Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham signed. He was a free agent. Oh, that's right. That's right. See, I keep forgetting. They traded for Miller and then OBJ. They just went after because, you know, they didn't trust Stafford enough to uh, get the job done without Woods. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fine. You know, they put the all their is chips, crazy here. They put all their chips into the table, you know, on the table for this year. They went all in on Stafford. He's got to get it done against Joe Burrow, uh, who we're also about to talk about in a second. So as I transition to the Bengals, I just want to say that at this very moment, Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Bryce wants to talk about tiers. Joe Burrow's in that tier, too, for sure. And he's definitely sitting above Matthew Stafford. Um, we could debate that if y'all want to. But uh, Matthew yeah, Stafford was in Detroit. He was in Detroit. I thought they got OBJ before Woods got hurt. I think they did. I think you're right, B. Yeah, see, they were they were desperate. They, they, yeah, knew they Stafford got, they got OBJ guy. before Woods got hurt. It was just like around the same time it just happened. But uh, – 
they knew that Stafford isn't a Joe Burrow. They knew that Stafford is a guy that goes to Detroit and can't turn the franchise around, spends a decade there, decade plus, can't get it done. And then you got a guy like Joe Burrow who spends two years in Cincinnati, they're a whole new franchise in the Super Bowl, winning winning the AFC North, winning playoff games, things they haven't done in my whole life because Joe Burrow is a true franchise changer, whereas Matthew Stafford is just a guy with a nice arm. But uh, right, Bengals. Let's not, let's not give let's hop these Bengals. Let's not give Joe Burrow every single ounce of credit for the Bengals turnaround and completely write off everything that the Bengals have done to get to this point. I mean, they put together finally put together a decent O line. Put together mm. one of the put together one of the toughest. Wait, wait, you said decent O line? Yeah, t- yeah, time out, time out. They've draft they've 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 put together they resources well. on that O line. I mean But they, they got I some wish, on that O line. I wish we had the run the tape right now, bro. Cause last week you was just going in on them for giving up all them sacks, bro. No, bro, what did I say about them sacks last week? I said a lot of those sacks. Were Joe Burrow's fault. Run the tape. Run the tape, please, bro. I said they got nine sacks, and I said about four or five of them were on Joe Burrow. Run that tape, bro. Now, Joe Burrow, come on. Now, and at, and at the, in the same at, in the same light, you're talking about T. Higgins, bro. In fact, T. Higgins, that draft pick made me and Scruff some money because I had him as one of the top players come out of that year, and they got him in the second round and the first pick of the second round, actually. Me and Struck both put a nice little bag on that. Him as the first uh, first pick in the second round, and we, we made our nice on that. But then you got Jamar Chase. Come on, what, didn't you put him as your a top five receiver role? I think you yeah, did. Chase I think nice. you told me he's a top nice. five receiver already. So let's let's, <laughs> let's remember I didn't, that. I didn't say Burrow didn't have. Let's weapons. remember they got Jamar Chase right. And then if we look on the other side of the ball, they've been drafting great for the past few seasons, bro. I mean, like what they, what they got on the D line, DJ Reader. That's a that's a dog. They got my boy uh, Logan Wilson. He was one of my favorite linebackers coming out of Wyoming. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick. Ended up going like the third round. That's a steal. I mean, who they got at safety? What, they got Von Bell back they there, got Bates. right? Bates yeah, and Bell, Bates, yeah. They got a nice Bates, little tandem bro. of safety, another but their corners. Like, another guy who was a crazy great find. I think they might have got him in like the second or third round, and he was a dog in college, bro. Like – it's crazy. They they drafting crazy over there, bro. I don't, I don't know who that GM is. I wish I knew off the top of my head. That dude deserves some credit. But uh, don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow is nice. Because, wrong. if you recall, if you want to run some more tape, I tried to tell you that Joe Burrow was better than Justin Herbert back when you was, you know, sucking Justin Herbert a few weeks back. I tried to tell you that Joe Whoa. Burrow was, was, was better. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know about the tagging. I don't know about the tagging. But I still think Justin, Justin Herbert is right there with, uh, with, uh, with Joe Burrow. Um, but Joe Burrow might be a little bit better. I'm, I will, I will concede that. I will concede that because Burrow has really impressed me with his playoff run. Although one could argue that that Herbert deserved to be in it over them Steelers and and Big Ben because uh, that was a little bit of a debacle. But uh, that's another conversation. But let, let's keep talking about these Bengals. Man. Wait, how did he deserve to be there when he lost it? I mean, I think talk, talk your talk, G. <laughs> what? G with some basic Shit. some basic logic for you. G, all right. So you telling me you, you telling me the Steelers the Steelers and the Chiefs was a good game or whoever they lost to. Who did, who did the Steelers even get blown out by? I don't even remember that game no more. No, was it the Bills? By the Chiefs. No, but Chiefs, like I said, Chiefs. you had a chance to win to the playoffs and you fucked it up. 
That's like the same thing with the with the Colts. You deserve to I mean, be that, there. That game, that game was different. They thought they were gonna tie, and it, that game was that was one of the, the weirdest NFL games ever. Hey, let's get into this game though, bro. Let's get into yeah, let's get this back on track. This this, this Bengals this Bengals Chiefs game, man. Because we man, look. we were going up in the group chat on this game, and I swear that game came down to Andy Reid. Four seconds left. No, five seconds left in the first half. That's one play. <laughs> we already know that five seconds most likely is one play. And Take the points. More than one play is you snap the ball and throw it directly from the directly to the end zone. They don't like a three yard line, and they throw a freaking cute. They try to draw something cute to Tyreek Hill, getting throwing the ball outside of the end zone. He gets tackled outside the end zone. They had no timeouts. Half over, and they lose that. They could have took that three points. They end up losing by three. That was the game right there. And I told y'all in the group chat at that time. So Andy Reid and Bianami are getting too cute right here. And T responded, agreed, you always take the points in the playoffs. And they lose by those three points, bro. It's just dumb coaching this whole weekend, bro. What do you – these dudes never played Madden, bro. Okay. Your grandfather okay. into the NFL coaching trees, man. They never played Madden. I mean, I, I do think it falls on the coaching, but not even just for that that mistake of not taking the three. Because, uh, honestly, that completely killed all their momentum. After that, I think they didn't score. I think what they got that field goal, and that was it. They were they were they they just went cold after that. Because I've said it before, the Chiefs are like a NBA team, man. They're, they're like the Warriors. Once they get hot and they start scoring, they go on these crazy runs. It doesn't matter what you do on defense, who you got. You could blitz, play zone, whatever. Once the Chiefs are hot, they're just going to score. And that's what they did to start the game. I think it was the first three possessions, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Uh, but like you guys said, after they, they didn't get it on uh, at the end of the half, and then it was just ice cold after that. And uh, Burrow, man, a, a dude like that was just calm, cool, collected the whole game, did what he needed to do, had some nice third down runs, and uh, the Bengals got it done. T, man, what did you think about that game? Uh. I thought it was a good game. You know, I, I thought the Bengals would win that game. Um, like I told you, the Bengals were just young enough to not care, man. Not care that they were down. Not care that it was the Chiefs. Not care that it was Mahomes that was supposed to go. Um, and it, it showed. Like, they didn't put their head down at halftime. Uh, they came out of half and they came out firing. And it's crazy because for as amazing as a passer people want to say Joe Barrow is, I, he made a hell of a lot of plays running the football, man. He tucked that thing and said, I'm going to get us a first down. I'm going to get us a win. And remember, I, I told you guys, Joe Barrow, and I compared him to Jimmy G, and there's a few other quarterbacks like that. And they're the anti-Carson Wentz. Their guys want to play for them. Their team rallies around them. They're cool guys. You saw, you saw Joe B dressed like The Rock after the game with his ice on, talking about his diamonds. Like, he's a relatable guy. And I know you want to talk about the game, but I want to talk about Joe Burrow. He is that team because he's the heart of that team. And that's why they're there. You know what I'm saying? Chiefs definitely got too cute. Uh, I don't know why you don't just go to Tyreek Hill and Kelsey all game. Like literally all game. You can scheme it up so many ways. You can hand Tyreek Hill the ball. You can run reverses. You can do all sorts of stuff. Chiefs got, get, can get crazy creative. We've seen that. But when push came to shove, they got scared to run some of those plays. They got scared to call some of those plays with the sidearms and the fake pitches and that that sort of thing, man. So um, I thought they deserved to lose. And I think that's a, a wake-up call for, for um, Pat Mahomes. Like, nothing guaranteed in this league. You're not Tom. 
and if you want to beat Tom, you got to see it through. You got to finish the fight, and they and they didn't. So Bengals deserve to be there. And uh, shout out to them young boys, man. I I want to see them put up some points in this uh Super Bowl. Yeah, most definitely, man. Burrow is certainly the heart of that team. Uh, G, who did you have going in this game, the Chiefs or the Bengals? And did you win any money? I told you. The fucking Odell Beckham. <laughs> Damn you, Odell. Some bitch. Love you. Hate you, bitch. But no, uh, what I see, what I got out of this game, the Chiefs need a fucking running back. I said it earlier this year. They need a running back because Clyde Edwards ain't in and McCannon is definitely not it. They both are like Darren Sproles kind of running back. He, they need a legit number one running back. Because clearly, look at Patrick Mahomes. He was by the red zone. And what? He got sacked for 17 yards on the <laughs> last two. Right? right? <laughs> and then fumbled. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, yo, come on. They need a running back. This is the yo, one year where it's like, yo, if they had a running back, that they could have easily won that game before the fourth quarter ended. Like, it would have just been – it would have been the Bengals at the 25-yard line with, like, 35 seconds to go. And I don't believe Joe Burrow was going to do anything with that. This is one of those chances where, like, yo, he needs a running back. The Chiefs look bad without a running back. They could have killed the clock with a legit running back instead of just fucking trying to pass and throw it to whoever was open. And clearly, Patrick Mahomes looked startled. I was just like, yo, is this Patrick Mahomes? Or is this like fucking what's my name? Carson Wentz wearing Patrick Mahomes' face mask. Ugh, I'm trying to lose the game now. What the fuck is going on? I'm like, yo, you're losing me money, you son of a bitch. I wanted to go over there. I wanted to play quarterback for one at one point. I was like, yo, I think I could run the ball. Fuck it. I got this. The Chiefs are in desperate need of a running back this offseason. I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna either draft the running back. Or try to fucking pay a running back to come and play for them. Yeah, you might be right about that. They could benefit from a run game. Uh, but one thing is definitely for sure in the AFC right now is they got a ton of good quarterbacks. Uh, they got from Joe Burrow to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes might be the best one talent-wise, but he's got a lot of competition in Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, <laughs> all those guys. I mean, so wait, so how is Justin Allen a better quarterback than Joe Burrow right now? Josh Allen? I think I Yeah, think Josh, Josh Allen. How is Josh I, Allen a better how is he a top tier quarterback over Joe Burrow? Well that's I mean, that's what's great about the AFC right now is you got uh Pat Mahomes who seems to have Josh Allen's number, and then now Joe Burrow is two and zero against Pat Mahomes. Can't count Herbert out of the out of the picture. So I mean, and then you got an MVP that can't yes, even you get can? deep in the playoffs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can count Joe. Oh, we got shots fired at Joe Lamar. Joe is nowhere near the okay. caliber. Can't forget about Lamar though. He's definitely in this conversation. The AFC is definitely loaded with quarterbacks right now, um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the NFC during free agency because Russ and, and Rodgers might be on the move. And what's crazy is that that conference is supposed to have Deshaun Watson too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of young talent out there. At the quarterback position, man. Mac Jones had a good year. Yeah, yeah so at the AFC, the NFC, the NFC is for taking right now when it comes to quarterbacks, man. Like the NFC really is up for grabs right now, and uh, especially with Tom being gone, Aaron Rodgers' status up in the air. You never know. Aaron Rodgers might be headed for the AFC. He might be headed for Pittsburgh. 
Denver. So uh, this mm. this this whole NFC could really be up for grabs for the next five, you know, four or five years. Right on time for Trey Lance. I like it. <laughs> no Lamar slander during Black History Month. Man, that's right. You hear I that? Mean, if he was still playing during Black History Month, I wouldn't slander. Hey man, everybody gets hurt, bro. He he gonna be all right. They're gonna bounce back. Nah, in T's book, no one's allowed to get hurt unless it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> Look, I, I'll still never forgive T for speaking yeah, Derrick Henry's injury. I will never forgive T. Who in my fantasy league this year? Hate you. Titans hate Titans you. fans are tight. They gotta hate T. Look, man, if you keep driving your car without changing your oil, I, I'm not a, I'm not Miss Cleo, but I predict it's gonna, the engine's gonna go, bro. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man. So I think that's gonna wrap it up on the NFL side. But T, I think you got some news for us, though. All right, man. I was looking through the entertainment headlines, and I, I really wanted to bring y'all a lot of rapid fire stuff, a lot of topics, but there wasn't a, a whole lot going on in Hollywood that uh, I felt. We really cared about, but um, there's a couple things people were talking about. At least I was. Uh, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, you know, they were a thing, but now they got a baby on the way. So you know, people hear baby, that's like official, right? Now they they're a thing for good. At least 18 years that connected permanently. Uh, CG clapping it up, man. How do y'all feel about ASAP and Rihanna with a little baby on the way? He did his thing, as you're supposed to be. Man, sometimes the breadwinner got to be the shorty. You got to be the stay-at-home dad. I respect that. He did what he's supposed to do. <laughs> shorty Stay got the money. <laughs> you feel me? Like, look, look at Tom Brady. Giselle got way more money than Tom Brady. No man still successful. Still considered a goat. I'm saying, ASAP Rocky got to work on his craft. He be all right. Did what I'm saying? He be all right. He's shorty rich. He don't got to worry too much. He could be all about the design and stuff. It's cool. He did what he's Definitely. supposed to do. Definitely a come up for rock. You feel me? Definitely. Real Harlem black. Real Harlem black. I respect that. That's a, <laughs> New York that's a good. Shit. That's a good move, man. Pull the pull the faster. Hey, what you think, Bryce? Man, Rihanna ugly anyway. That's how you feel when you really hurt. You know what I mean? Man, she ugly anyway, man. <laughs> nah, I was hurt, bro. Everybody know Rihanna was my favorite, man. Rihanna. <laughs> How you do me like that? <laughs> nah, hey, man. but uh, she found you're supposed to get right place. back. Shout out to ASAP Rocky, man. I just feel like at this point, nobody's gonna know my man for some of them classic bars he dropped back in the day, and he just gonna be—he's no longer known as Pretty Flacco. He's gonna be known as uh, you know, a, a hubby now. He's gonna be a uh, real husband of Hollywood after you know, possibly being one of the young, after being one of the young up and coming rappers, man. It's like. Damn, bro. I thought you, I thought you was that dude, man. Like I'm looking at the headlines and they like they like uh you know Rihanna Mary's fashion icon. He's not even known as a rapper no more, man. He's a fashion icon. Whatever, bro. He known as a husband now, bro. He known as a he's 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 Rihanna's baby daddy, man. He's not even ASAP Rocky no more, man. It's crazy. So I don't want to catch you in the mud, fancy men's wife beaters, all right? When they when they drop, you'll never, you'll never see me Rocky that, drop his line. <laughs> you'll never see me in anything fancy. I promise you that. Yo, that's hilarious, bro. Bro, how you feel about it, man? I was, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them, you know. Of course, you know, welcome. They're gonna have a baby, you know. Everybody's got to be happy for that. But uh, I was kind of disappointed because, like, I thought Rihanna was supposed to be dropping an album soon. I was kind of looking forward to it, you know. I guess that's gonna be, you know, put on hold. Uh, but what I am looking forward to now, music wise, is this, this inevitable Drake and Chris Brown diss on ASAP Rocky, right? 
Like they gotta be dropping, they gotta be dropping the diss tracks. I know, I know they mad. Nah, nah. Let me stop. The funniest thing to me about this though has been the memes, man. The the Drake memes have been hilarious. Uh, people posting pictures of him crying, acting like he's real torn up about it. Uh, but you know, other than that, man, I'm I'm happy for them. You know, good good for ASAP Rocky and good for Rihanna, and uh, best wishes. All right, all right. I got, I got, I got definitely best wishes to both of them, man. Uh, no hate from from the gas team, but. I got two questions coming out of this, man. Uh, do you care when your ex has a baby? No, yes. I told you. I'm, I'm thinking she ugly anyway. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you so do if care. You, if you breathe, it depends you what kind of ex is it, though. Is it like your last yeah. relationship ex or like the one you thought that was supposed to have your baby ex? I mean, both of them seem to have some sort of significant time or value to her at one point. So I would guess it goes both ways. So I, it, probably not the last X, but it's still <laughs> one they at least kept an eye on, you know, kept man, tags on a you, little if bit. You, if you got a problem with your ex having a baby, you should have never made it your ex, man. Once you my okay. ex, like, do what you want to do. I'm I'm no longer in any way, shape, or form concerned about, about what you do. That's just not me. To each his own, though, but, like, that's just not me, man. You my ex. Hold on, hold on. So you're telling me you're trying to get your shit together so you got to let her be your ex? And you're not gonna be like, yo, you're not gonna work your way back into it. Nah, after like that's five why I'm not letting my shorty later? go. That's why I'm not letting my shorty go from Jump Street. Like, if you my shorty and I want you, I'm not letting you go. If I let you go, you free to have. I hope you have ten babies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, hope you, I hope you pop them out for ten years straight. Every nine go. months, I hope you got one in the oven. Like, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping at Maybe all. Any devilish like. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm gonna try to destroy your body. I think. I right, I think look, look, if she, if she was your ex, like four months ago, and she's six months pregnant, all right, that might be a little <laughs> yeah. bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Else, I think it math, depends on how how it ends, bro. Like if it ends, your, that math might be a hit to your ego. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying. If it if it ends on on good terms or you know y'all are cool then you know to each their own do do what you need to do but like like Bryce just said man if the math ain't adding up or you know if all of a sudden you know you 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 might have felt like you let one go you know she might be living her best life you see her happy you see her raising kids and then you look around and you just messing with little thoughts that you know probably couldn't raise nothing <laughs> and you you might be a little disappointed in yourself you know that might be a hard to swallow pill but. You know that's that's life. That's how life goes sometimes. That is that is indeed life, man. And like Bryce said, if you if you wanted her, man, you should have kept her. All right, all right. So my second question, you know, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna used to date a long time ago, and now you know they got back together. Do you guys believe in dating exes, rekindling that old flame, as you will? It depends how it ended. Like, if we cheated on each other now, nah, you can't rekindle that shit because there's never going to be no trust. But as long as something right. like a mutual agreement, like, yeah, I, I could come right back. You know how fast that you're supposed to come right back. It's supposed to be my cinnamon apple. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get right back. Hey, go <laughs> So, I mean, me personally, I, you know, I don't believe in date exes, but, uh, you know, if it were for you, you like it, I love it. I mean, I mean let's, you know let's what they define, say. Sometimes it's better the devil you do know than the devil you don't. Let's define getting back though, because like, is it getting like y'all were in a prior relationship, or is it like y'all had a thing or a fling, 
nothing really developed. Time went by, and then y'all, quote unquote, got back and more developed. Either, 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 because I'm I'm a product of that. So I would say I would say go ahead and get back, bro. Because like okay. I don't, I mean, if 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 everything was cool, everything ended in a you know however it ended, but nobody had hard feelings. Why not? Why not pick it up later on in life? Maybe you both needed to level up and uh and re meet up. Rome said he feeling like common. What common say? Y'all know how I met her. Broke up and got <laughs> back together. <laughs> hey, but yo, y'all, y'all know me, man. The only rekindling I'm doing is upgrading my Kindle Fire from the from the Kindle Four to the Kindle Five, man. It's the only rekindling we doing over here, man. Once it's a Master. wrap, once it's a wrap, it's a wrap. Like it, cause yo, what I realized too, Rome, you you probably got a good point, but like. I don't know. I feel like you always realize y'all broke up for a reason. And eventually, in my opinion, that same reason ends up rearing its ugly head. Uh, and uh, I think that once once you move on, it's probably best to move on. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't. You know, maybe that's just your soulmate and y'all got to go through the trials and tribulations of life. But, uh, you know, they also say, you're right, you're right. They do talk about the devil you know versus the devil you don't. But there's another term. The grass is always greener on the other side, my boy. So uh, it just depends <laughs> which, which legendary saying you want to go with, man. <laughs> I don't know. I heard the grass ain't always greener on the other yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. I heard I mean, your grass is as green as good enough. That means you're not watering your grass probably. <laughs> all right, you gotta all right. You got to have that green thumb, baby. Hey, everybody don't know how to make uh, make something grow, man. You, you're definitely right about that. All right, all right, so hey. come <laughs> <laughs> down. Hey, T T Wild in the day, bro. Oh, all day. My boy's been spicy. Hey, we caliente. Hey. Look, man, it is what it is. That is a fact. Everybody don't know how to make something. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. I don't. I don't make the rules on this stuff. All right, all right. Look, so I jumped on the internet this morning, you know what I'm saying, checked Twitter, and I, I saw some interesting conversations going on. Uh, one of them really had me, had me, like, kind of laughing and just kind of, I hate to laugh at somebody else's pain. I don't know if this is a true or false story, but it had me laughing a little bit. So I started asking people, and I was getting reactions all over the board. And uh, I'm going to give y'all the scenario, and y'all let me know <laughs> your thoughts on this. Um, basically... I don't want to read the whole thing. It's like five paragraphs, six paragraphs. I'm going to spare you. Just sum it up real quick. So a guy has a, uh, a wife that's dying. You know what I'm saying? She, she's scheduled to die in nine months or so. That's what the doctors gave her. And uh, right now, she can still walk, and she's still relatively healthy, but her health will deteriorate. So as one of her dying wishes, she asked her husband, uh, you know, can she have sex with her ex, you know, as a dying wish? You know, and the ex was really conflicted about this, saying, you know, he didn't want to deny his wife a, a dying wish, but at the same time, you know, he was hurt that, you know, one of the last things she wanted to do before she died was sleep with, uh, you know, her, her ex. You guys are the guy. How do you handle this situation? I, I'm curious. Oh, I'm pulling I'm the plug. To the funeral, do what you got to do or I'm out. I'm pulling the plug, bro. You, you see, she said she's already dying. What kind of, what she got? No, nah, she she not on the you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what she got? I'm accelerating it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what she what she got? <laughs> oh, you want to do what? The time is short. 
So you 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 gotta go. Go. Oh, man, I'm out, bro. I'm out. I'm out. I don't know what killer disease she got fucking with her brain cells, thinking that I'm gonna let you smash the ex before you die. Like you. <laughs> but it's a dying wish, bro. It's a dying wish. It's a dying wish. Hey. I'm not Santa Claus. It's <laughs> not to make a wish for the day. I ain't grant nothing. I ain't no damn genie. This ain't Aladdin. So how so how would you handle that? So you're leaving? You're gonna leave your oh, dying I'm, wife? Bro, I'm gone. This is a wife. Bro. If if yeah, if she if she asked Wait, that are clearly leaving, are you leaving for her are you leaving for her asking or are you leaving like you just saying no to it and if she do it then you leave it? I'm leaving for asking, bro. Because that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> Clearly, if you if you're dying, it is the last thing you want to do. One of the last things on your bucket list. That means you've been wanting to do this shit, bro. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Not only okay. does that mean you've been wanting to do it, but it probably means you've been doing it. And, you know, now it's just like, and now it's like the only way you can do it is if cubs come right through the hospital door. So it's like, you know, what I mean. Like, if I'm on my deathbed and I'm like, man, I want my mama's mac and cheese one last time. That's because I've been eating that shit my whole life. I love that shit. I need that shit. So you saying you want to your ex one last time? Nah, bro. Come on now. Hey, D, what he said? Why announce his terminal? He already <laughs> Now, that's terrible. Hey, D, what you a wild boy? <laughs> that's terrible. So, so are you she saying have the uh, not quite? Oh, my wife, she kind of... Don't worry, she'll be out of the picture soon. She on her way to, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Said, I'm well, she got the way, two the weeks left. The world is now, it's probably a shorty out here that would, that would accept that and start talking to you, bro. That's the sad <laughs> thing about this world today, man. Right, so it's, it's probably a dude out there that's like, oh, that's your dying wish? He's already on the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> Couldn't be me, bro. Couldn't be me. How about this? If you're the ex... And and Shorty's dying, and the hubby hits you, like yo, my girl's dying, bro. She she says she miss you, Bryce. Like you coming? You fulfilling the wish? She's dying. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I don't want that. I don't want that. That the king. That the king. How do you know it's the king? How do you call somebody? How do you call somebody? It might be brain cancer. Hey, yo, my wife's dying, bro. I need you to come. It ain't moldy yet, but the expiration. I need you to come. Oh, he said the box smell like chemo. That's terrible. I don't don't want that on my tab, bro. All I'm saying is like, it's a no for me both ways, yo. Like, first off, if my girl dying and that's what's on her mind, bro. Like, if you get nine months and what's in in eighteen months not on your mind, like the doctor tell you nine months, I need somebody that's like they said nine, but we going for eighteen, like. I bet. I like where your mind at. But they tell you nine months and you scrambling to think like who you could smash before this. <laughs> What's going on here, yo? What, like, what, what are we, what are hey, we doing? To, what, to where... be fair, to be fair, none of us have been in that situation where the doctor said, all right, this is the day you're going. So any you, you don't know what can go through somebody's mind. Bro, no, 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 bro. If the doctor <laughs> tell you this is the day you're... All right, listen. But we all gonna die, right? So we all know we got a day that we're going. So like, any wish you got is really a dying wish if you ask me, because it's something you want to do before you die. So like, if they tell you you got nine months, and like your mind immediately jumps to like, you know, get getting some action from somebody specific that's not your in your relationship, like that's crazy to me, yo. Like that's crazy to me. 
I went wrong. I'm out for you asking. Now you gotta die alone. Now you can go. Now you get to go smash home and die alone. After. I hope you're happy. I hope. Uh, that's a, that's a crazy G, ass, bro. G, are you are you in agreement with the two gentlemen above you? Yes. I mean, damn. What you, it's like, yo, you might as well tell me, get the camera, record me, getting my shit toast by another man. Matter of fact, you might as well ask me, you want a train man with two other dudes with me recording you at that point. You gonna die anyways. Bitch, you might as well go all out. Go all out, motherfucker, but I ain't staying there. I'm out. Matter of fact, go grab your favorite cousin or your favorite friend. Help them bitches help you. I'm out. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think you guys were going to feel so strongly about this. Wait, how do you, how do you feel? Do you feel He's opposite? Dying anyway. Yeah, I feel opposite. I don't care. Yo, my son. No, no, no. You about to tell me? Are you yeah, about yeah. to let your wife get dogged out by another man? Yeah, why, why would he have the dog out? Because she died? Because <laughs> she, she wanted to get dogged he, he out. Be, he can't be respectful, romantic. He got dog out. Nah, I'm talking about leg behind her back, smacking it, choker. choking her. Spit in her mouth, all kind of foul shit. You right. gonna be cool with it? Yeah. I don't know if that's your dying wish, though. Yeah, her dying that's... wish is probably look, man. Look, you think, you think her dying wish is to get done romantically? Hey, the problem is you was being too romantic with it. That's the problem. <laughs> See, this is this is what I mean. Like, I'm trying to get out. I'm bouncing as soon as the question she gets get asked. No, I couldn't bro, even have like, this conversation. It's, 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 it's literally sex, bro. She didn't say. She didn't say I want to spend my final hours with this guy. She, you know, she look. She just want to get a quick nut and you know be on her way. Like peaceful transition. Go ahead, do your <laughs> thing. Like you said, as long as long as you get the last smash, you good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He said, I'm the hey, opposite of Ray J. I mean, here's the real plot twist, yo. You let, she, they, they give her nine months. Mm-hmm. She pop up pregnant. Uh, got, got a whole nine months. Now you now you taking care of that baby, man. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, are you not going to take that baby? No. That's his. That's, that's that man, baby. <laughs> You gonna get that baby DNA tested? You telling me? Cause you was the last smash. So now you gotta get that baby DNA. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not taking a baby. Yeah, I hit it. I hit it. Like, not, not, like I'm all, like, you trying to make me a single father? Hit it with the Ray J. Like, no, 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 no. Look, it's it's a dying wish. It's it's nothing that's gonna hurt me. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing that's gonna bring me physical harm. It's probably not even gonna bring me real emotional harm. Like, I really just gotta process you being missing. Like the sex is, I'm saying, because I'm saying, out, right? only she let me hit her her bad cousin because everybody got a baddie cousin. <laughs> only she let me hit the baddie cousin. I'd be like, you. Yeah, so go ahead, get I mean, but you got to think. Once she die, you gonna see the cousin more often, right? Like exactly. But this time the cousin going to give it to me on some like, yo, hey, it's gonna be on some sympathy. Look, at first it's gonna be on some kinky shit, then it's sympathy sex, and it's like, at oh, the end so of the day, man. Right if this person wants to do this wild act, and I do think it's wild, I do think it's selfish, I do think if you're gonna do that, just, just do it quietly. Like you don't have to tell the guy you're gonna do it because he, most likely he's trying to process the situation overall. Nobody needs that added to the plate. So if you're gonna do that, do it privately. But like if you ask, like me personally, like go ahead, man. Like you're going to die. Like the, the, like there's finality in that. At least on this plane, I'm going to still be living. I'm going to be the one saying, 
Bruh, she was wild in her last days. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what you want to <laughs> if that's how Son, you want to go. But then the, your boys are going to be like, you let her get that wild. And how you going to control I don't control another human. Like, I, I don't let anything. Like, but, a but person look how just you have to remember. You look how you have to remember the person that you decide to spend your life No, nah, no, nah, that's a fallacy, like, bro. You're, you remember people how you want to remember them regardless. You know what I'm saying? That, Everybody. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you had... You, you all you get to remember is like in her final days, she was thinking about some other dude. You know why like, would you? Why would anybody bro, I, remember somebody they love in their worst moments? I disagree, bro. I disagree. You, you remember? Moment. You remember what's impactful, bro? And uh, if you can have a great time with somebody, and if they're about to die, and they tell you they want to fuck their ex. And that's the last thing that happens. You're not gonna think about that great dinner that you had. As, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you gonna be thinking about them smashing the ex and how grimy that shit is. Cause who asked that, right? Like, what kind of question? Like, if I was on my deathbed, like you said, T, I guess if that's the shit you're gonna do, it's gotta be. If quiet, I'm on my deathbed, I personally want a farewell tour. All right. So I but I'm not but but my farewell <laughs> tour is not gonna be posted on Instagram. I'm not gonna be like, yo, these are the cities I'm in. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you pro if you're gonna do something like that, you should probably do it in, in, in your own privacy. You know what I'm saying? That should be something that never escapes your phone or DMs. But like if the person is honest or you know, going through whatever and they end up asking, like, I'm not gonna judge them for that. Like, like if that's what you think you need to do in your last days, I, that's not what I would. Prescribe. I'm gonna be looking at her like, did the doctor prescribe that shit? I would think you would need to get on your holistic <laughs> journey. If, if you don't have a fucking doctor's note for that shit, then I'm not rocking. <laughs> like, like I could kill us. Uh, all right, all right. So I, we see, we see where y'all sit on this. One. All right, all right. So <laughs> the last one, I, you know, the the last conversation I seen on Twitter, and I'll summarize this one. Uh, two people started talking. It looked like they met up. You know what I'm saying? They matched on some sort of dating site online like people do these days. And uh, the conversation was basically, mind you, these people have not seen each other. Hey, how you doing? Yada, yada. Uh, you're attractive, yada, yada. But it basically came down to the guy saying, hey, what do you do for a living? She said, I'm in tech. He said, well, I'm in corporate. So, you know, I'm probably not the guy for you. You probably make a lot more than me. Um, so I'm just going to spare us both the time and go on my way. And there were a lot of women saying that the guy was insecure, that he made less money than her. And there were a lot of guys saying, well, you women always claim you don't want, like you want a guy that can provide for you. You don't want to get a guy and build him up and, and have to pay for him and things like that. So, you know, it was a little gender wars, typical Twitter day, but how do you guys feel about that? Like a guy basically as a guy, Meeting a woman that makes fifty to sixty thousand dollars more than you, and um, deciding not to pursue that or deciding to pursue that—like, how how would you guys approach a situation like that? Well, I think that making fifty or sixty more—I don't think that's necessarily the issue. I think it's when you're making double. See, if you're making fifty or sixty more, and I'm making fifty or sixty, and that's double of what I'm making, right? If I'm making two hundred and you make two fifty, that's not as bad as if I'm making you know, 55 and you making 115, 120, you know what I mean? So I think we got to think about it in that perspective. That's probably the perspective homeboy was thinking about. So, it. all right, you know so let's say, so let's say hypothetically, a woman is making double your salary and, and, and you're not, and you're making below a hundred thousand. 
Right, right, right. They, and I think that's probably what, what, what bro was thinking. So for me personally, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, but I don't know if it would. It's hard for me to say it would bother me, but I know like the landscape right now, like for example, we all watch Insecure. That's literally what happened. Issa was making more bread than Lawrence. Started cheating on my man. <laughs> Basically started, you know, downing him for chasing his dream. And she didn't really want him again until he was getting that bag. And like, I think that like we in a we live in an interesting time. I watched well, him say interesting time. I should say we live in an evolved time where a lot of women make more than a lot of men. Not all, not all, but there's a good amount. You know, it, it, the gender gap, especially, especially in the black in community, and it's really more in the black community than in the other community, right? That 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 uh that wealth gap is closed as far as genders go. You got a lot of black women, you know, outpacing black men as far as salaries. So that it, it, it makes for a very interesting dynamic because now you got to ask the question is like, like, it's like, okay, so as a man, do you get to lead? Do you get to make the decisions? Because somebody that's making a certain amount of money more than you may not want to defer to you as far as decision making goes. You know what I mean? And then you get to the, a point for men where it could be, uh, you know, emasculating. It could be, it could get to a point where you feel like you're not able to express yourself as a man. You know what I mean? Because Naturally, most men want to be decision makers. They want to be leaders. And, you know, I, we can go on for days about this because I know a lot of information that would lead one to believe that this was systematically done. Perhaps it was, perhaps it wasn't. But this is a situation that we're in where, you know, black women make a lot more than the average, not the average black men, but a lot of black men. So you got to ask yourself, like, is that woman going to allow you to still be a man in that situation, to still lead? The way you want to lead or you know where you have to defer because some men are down to defer and that's okay too but like you really got to figure out that dynamic and for a man who was probably considers himself a dominant man you know what i mean a decision maker a leader that's that's a that's a harder pill to swallow you know as far as that as far as that wealth gap goes so i understand the dude's point of view i don't think dude's weak or insecure about it i think he's being realistic with the times that we're in and what we're seeing and what's portrayed to us on social media constantly because a lot of women want to be wine and dine if bro making 55k it's a little harder to wine and dine somebody to make 130 if you make a 55 you know what i mean you're not it's gonna be hard to impress them with money so now you have to impress them with what intellect and they already go and a lot of times they're gonna feel like they're a lot smarter than you because the money makes people <laughs> feel like they smarter not always bro but a lot of times money puts people in a position to feel like they smarter or they better and that's just not women or black women. That's just people in general. So yeah. it's it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of dynamics at play there. So I can't really be mad at brother feeling the way he felt. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I like to hear what y'all think about it. I'm a little mad at bro, but I'll speak on it a little later. What D Money got to say? These women are leading statistics and degrees and leadership and corporate. Come pay these bills. You need seven straight of income, <laughs> and it's an inflated economy. He ain't lying. Uh, I do. I do think there's something to say about um, the fact that women are making a lot more money, which I mean, there's a finite number of jobs and that, that number does grow and, and shrink. But there's a finite number of jobs. So the more women to move up in the career fields and get these jobs, the, obviously, the less men are going to have. Them. You know what I'm saying? Men previously occupied some of those big positions, those uh, homemaking positions like where they could just come home and pay all the bills and now women possess some of those so it's going to be more of a give or take and that dynamic hasn't settled so i think that's part of it but g what you think i think he he, he fucked up from the bag man 
I was just congratulating ASAP ASAP Rocky for getting down with Rihanna. You did what I'm saying. He did what he's supposed to do. You feel me? Money shouldn't be the thing if you genuinely care. For, well, he he didn't know the girl that much. So it was, he was just playing game. But like, go out on the date. Like, test the waters. And just at the end of the day, money money don't don't ever give you happiness, but at least give you a guidance of what you want. And he could have seen, yo, is she a cool individual? Can she make a little bit more money? Go ahead, you stick along. Or is she a dickhead? You get the fuck up out of there. Dodge that <laughs> bullet. Bounce. Like you should have just at least went on like three dates with her to see how it goes. Because some women, like from my understanding, I had dealt with some women that don't mind giving you more than what you give them. As long as you give them that security of you're going to be a man when you need to step up. Now he, all he had to do was just test the waters. Like, he, he a coward for that. Like, you know, so, like, like what you guys just said, nowadays women tend to make more money than the average men sometimes. It's because of they're going to school more often than men. Me, I'm the kind of guy, I said, fuck that. I'm going to do some hard labor shit. I make great money, but, like, shit, this is somebody that's trying to wind and die me. I don't make me no less of a man. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to do the same thing in other ways. You did. You got to do it the other way. Like, you know, you just got to, whatever you lack in, you just got to make it up on some other things. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just you got to compromise on the band you were trying to be. So, Shit, let, let, us, let Oprah Winfrey come through and try to bag me. Baby, I'm out. We give <laughs> everybody to PlayStation 5. I'm buying everybody I'm, PlayStation. Uh, you dig uh, what I'm saying? I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna take care of the block. Take care of everybody. I'm like, I got me Oprah. I got me Oprah. But that's just me. I wouldn't mind it. Like, I, like I said, my man sucked it out for that. Like he a punk. Like he should have went through, seen what it was, and if like, yeah, money don't make the money don't mean that you necessarily a great person. But it's all about what you can tolerate and what you can't. Like, shit. I, I'm cool with who I am. Shit. I, I so, got me an Oprah. I just want me an Oprah, though. Well, I think we got two, you know, different points of view from um, two people, and they both had a lot of valid points. So I'm wondering, Ron, where do you sit on this conversation? Man, for me, it's a very uh, – it just highlights, like, the social media era that we live in, right? So, like, <clears throat> to me, the, the question almost answers itself when it comes to – should you holler at someone who has more money than you or is there an issue with your significant other making a lot more money than you? In the social media era, a lot of people meet on social media, on a date app, on Instagram, on whatever it is, right? Uh, Bryce, you, you even said when you were speaking, you, you've never really run into this. Um, I don't really see you as a guy that, you know, meets people through social media. You're a very personable person. You live your life in reality. And I think when you do that, um, you end up in circles with people that are making close to or the same amount of money as you. Like people that are in uh, a, a, like a huge wealth gap more than you, you're not going to run into that person. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get your chance to shoot your shot at Rihanna because she's not going to be where well, you're well, at. Well, don't disrespect me, dog. Don't disrespect me, dog. <laughs> Bryce, <laughs> but that's, that's what it comes down to. It's not even chickens don't fly with eagles, Bryce. You know, it basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so like so social media has created this world to where you might be able to go talk to a shorty that makes twice as much as you, whereas in reality, you're not going to go eat at the same place that she's going to go eat at or be at the same bar or club that she's at for real or at the same spot in that bar or club because she's elevated. She's making more than you or vice versa, whatever the case may be. So it just highlights the social media era that we're in where people try to meet on social media 
um, which I would be wary of that because to me, he played himself. You shouldn't be getting into conversations talking about how much you make with, with somebody you just met, like regardless of anything, you know what I mean? Like that should be something that's, that's held a little closer to the chest um, for anybody, man or woman. And uh, yeah, it, it's just very social media to me. And I think if, if you go out and you live in reality, like if you meet someone, you're probably already in their, their, you know what I mean, gap of wealth. Like you're not going to run into people that are balling out of control and stunting on you and think that you're going to, you know what I mean, be hanging out with them on a the regular. Like that's not really, really how life works. That's There's the haves and the have nots. Points, points I guess is what I'm saying. Point, points were made. And I think that's the that's the main thing with this, man, is that social media aspect, bro. It's like, and you know, <clears throat> the things we see on social media are constantly shaping us. For some more than others, I will I will admit. But like the things that we're consuming are gonna they, they, they're bound to shape you, they're bound to shape your opinion. So I think when bro was speaking to her, I don't think he was speaking from really a place of like, okay, maybe insecurity comes in. But I think it's also he's he thinks he's speaking from a place of knowledge, right? Because you think like you've got this knowledge from from feeling how this is how like people think, like this is how these women think. So like he, that's how he's like and like Rome. That's a great point. If he meets her on the street or he meets her in passing, it probably doesn't go down like that because you don't really have an opportunity. To be like, oh, how much do you make? Or it's like yeah. y'all talking about whatever's going on on the street. So you actually getting to know someone for who they actually are, but like. You get to know somebody on social media on a dating app, bro. That's that's like to me, that's like the most watered down McDonald's version of meeting somebody. You're meeting a representative at the end of the day, initially, <laughs> like off, off the rip, you're meeting whatever they're trying to say. <laughs> so, like, it's it's just it's almost like the worst way to meet. And I think we're getting to a point in society where in 20 years, bro, that might be the only way to meet. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the metaverse. Everybody was trapped in, <laughs> everybody was trapped in the house for COVID. That's probably how most single people were out here meeting when everyone was trapped in the house. So it's like, I, who knows where this is going? But like, I just think it's it, we 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 get into a point where like real not gonna matter soon enough anyway. So I don't know, man. I, I do I think hope you found what, somebody right now. I hope you got somebody. <laughs> I do think the the social media, like like you gotta say, man, something about seeing this collective group think and then Twitter and social media is so black and white. There's never much gray area. It does start to shape how you perceive life to be. But if you know, but if, if you pay attention, man, if you really pay attention, right, I think coming up, we've all seen uh, large groups of women date men that if you ask them, they would not describe this guy as someone that they would date. If, if you actually sat down and said, hey, describe the guy you want, decide, describe uh, what you're looking for, they don't date that guy. That's that's the guy that they want. The guy they end up settling with is the guy that comes in and puts in the work, you know what I'm saying, loves them and, and connects with them in, in various ways. So, you know, the salary, some people, some women do want a certain guy, a certain lifestyle, a certain image. But I think more often than not, most women just looking for a guy to come in and be a man. And that's not a salary. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it could very well be a part of your masculinity. I don't know. But like being a leader is being a leader. And shoot or shoot. How you, I, I tweeted, my man got to the gym, walked in, saw who was on the court, packed his bag and walked out. You didn't even get on the court. Like you didn't even go out there and say, let her tell me no. 
So I, I thought it was weak. I thought even if you thought you were coming from a place of knowledge, you didn't roll the dice on yourself. I thought I, so I, I, it was shades of insecurity for me. I, I don't think a man should conduct himself that way. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you we all know the power of, of, of manifestation and, and talking things into existence and, and thoughts and the power of belief. If you believe that this is how it's going to go, then that's how it's going to go for you. But if you believe, I, mean, I don't care how much she makes. I know my value to myself and I know my value to another person. You're, you'll do just fine. You know what I'm saying? All she can do is tell you no. And if it don't work, at least you got to meet another human. And, you know, it didn't work. Whatever. But I, I thought it was weak. I thought it was a little lame. I saw a lot of guys piling on, piling on the women. Um, I, I thought it was terrible. If, if you feel like you don't make enough money to talk to a certain girl, like, that's completely fair. You you can talk to women. But the reality is, bro, it's people out here talking to women outside of their circle. I know plenty of guys, you know what I'm saying, in my media circle that their woman makes substantially more than them. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? My wife makes a hell of a lot of money. So, you know, it, at the end of the day, you just don't know. Just go in there, be your best self, and, and, and throw it on the table and see what happens. But stop worrying about all that little stuff, man. That's the type of stuff to keep you single for forever. Nah, I, I agree yeah, I think... with that, T. You can't, you can't, be, you can't be afraid to shoot your shot, and you, you definitely can't like. I, I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that, hundred percent, man. End of the day, like you got to know your value. You know what I mean? But just to use your analogy, I feel like my man walked in the gym, saw people hooping, and everybody had on basketball shoes, and he looked down, and realized he still had his flip flops on. He was like, "Damn." I don't got my. Yeah. I don't got the right kick. I don't yeah. got the right kicks to be in here. Today, not you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel. You, I do feel what you're saying, but it's like, also think like where we are as a society shapes a lot of people's like preconceived notions about people they about to meet. So I don't think like he was saying, "Oh, I can't talk to this girl because she makes a certain amount of money." I think he's going in with preconceived notions about what people that make this much money act like, and I think that a part of that is because of how like people are con- a lot of people are conditioned to believe. Based off the social media stuff. That's 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 what I unfair though. But that's what comes back to what Rome was saying. Yeah, when you're meeting in those spaces, you're automatically putting that uh the the attitude of those spaces on the people, you know what I'm saying? So I mean it it all depends. I think I think too much too much gets put on these on these numbers of how much people make. That's why I said he played himself even talking about that. Because you can make substantially less than somebody and still go out on a nice dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still afford to do certain shit. So it's like people put too much on that. And that's why I made the point of when people are really out of your league and like, you know what I mean? Like the, when it, uh, when it'll really become a problem is if you're making 60 and she's making five and you know what I mean? She's going in spaces with people that you only hear about on TV or some shit. You know what I mean? And like, Oh, you see, Oh, there's, Pat Mahomes is sitting the table down from us. That's when you start to become a little fanboy, and you know what I mean. You can't really handle a certain lifestyle. But people on social media assume that oh, they're making this amount of money, or oh, they're living a certain lifestyle, bro. They're they're doing they're regular, right? They're doing the same thing you are, just with a little bit more in their savings. Like chill out. Right. <laughs> and, and, and we we know like you know there are people that can make. I personally know people making eighty, ninety thousand dollars and live check to check. And I know people making $50,000 that have plenty of free income. It comes down to how you manage your money. 
And maybe that person making 130, 140 needs that guy making 70 to say, hey, this is how you be responsible. How, how also, you manage your money is huge in this conversation because it also comes down to if you can take care of yourself. Because that's really what it's about. That's why I said the number doesn't matter. If you if you're straight and you know what I mean, you don't need that other person to survive, then it really don't matter how much money you're making. And that it won't affect your relationship because they'll know, okay, well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not carrying them. Like, if this ends, this person's not homeless on the street type shit. You know what I mean? Like, And you know what? T made a good point. Like, there's a lot of relationships. I know a lot of, I got a lot of friends that, you know, wives or significant others make a lot more than them. A lot of guys that, you know, their lady makes a lot more than them and they're still able to lead, you know? And I got a lot of friends like that. But I also know a lot of people, and I've heard of a lot of people, what kind of friends they have, man? Significant other? Right. I, 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 I'll try to find out for you. Well, I also know a lot of a lot of people whose wife or significant other makes considerable amount more than them. And that dude is miserable, bro, because he's in a position where, like, he's kind of up. He's back. His back is against the wall as far as decision making goes, because the person with the money ends up wearing the pants in those situations. So like I can understand it just it goes so uh, many because ways he let it happen then nah, right but, but a lot of that, how you conduct that, yourself bro no but a lot of that depends on like when you met the yeah. person too it, it's like it's like if if I met you when we were both grinding out making forty five k and now like we both been advancing but you know maybe you advance a little faster and you get the one twenty while I'm still at sixty five seventy it's like but we knew who we were to start it you know what I'm saying so maybe egos don't get too involved right. But like, if we met on a dynamic where I'm getting 120 and I'm getting 60, and like, you know, it's a lot. A lot nowadays, a lot of women that meet dudes by splurge on the dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if we met in that way, like you may have always kind of worn the pants in this relationship. You may have always kind of dictated what was going on, and that could eventually cause a problem for a man. Because I've seen it play out. I've heard people talk about it. Like. So it's just it's just so many because they let it happen. As a man, you let it happen though. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta. It's the conversation you that you gotta have. You. Yeah, you gotta communicate, baby. It's, I'm not saying I'm not denying that part. I'm just saying like it's a lot of it's a lot of ways that it could happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like the, do anybody's right or wrong for no, it. Yeah, yeah. Or placing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to place blame. I'm just talking about the actual situations. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I can understand both sides of the conversation. You know what I mean? Like I can. I can I can sympathize with both sides essentially. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but, sir. Uh, it's definitely a deep conversation, man. I, I know we got some female listeners out there. Um, y'all got to start chiming in on some of these, man. I would love to hear a female perspective, a female side on some of these topics. You don't want to you don't want to hear this. You want to sleep with the ex room? Nah, because <laughs> but no, but I think I think one thing you find though, the more and more you poll these women, like you start to realize that like women are not just a binary, like. Most most people might think that the women are going to automatically agree with like the, the side T and like G are kind of leaning towards, right? But that's not really the case. Like, you know what I mean? There's women out here that are like, yo, like I, I want my man to like to make to be comfortable in what he makes and you know and still be able to lead us and like not tripping off the money thing. But at the same time, it's it's it, it just so many different ways. Yeah, that's to what exist, I'm saying. Bro. It's so many different ways to exist, I guess, is my point. And, like, we put it on binary so often. I feel like that's what social media makes us do, bro. It makes us put it on binary. It's either this way or you're that way. If you make this much money, you act this way. If you make that much money, you act this way. And it's like, yo, there's so many different ways to exist, man. And I think social media makes us miss that, bro. That's a fact. And that, that, was, that was my biggest takeaway. You know, in every other avenue or arena, 
you wouldn't like someone saying, well, this is what all you people do. So this is probably what you're going to do. So I'm making my decision based on that. Because when white people do that to black people, it's an issue. You know what I'm saying? When women do it to men, it's an issue. So, I, you know, like I said, it wasn't fair to her. I, I thought he wasn't being fair to himself. He, he might have missed a golden ticket. You know what I'm saying? Golden goose. <laughs> but, but at the same you time, know, it's like you can't blame that man missed out on his for being caught up in this era, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not, like, I'm not blaming him. I'm not it's blaming the era him. we live in. Like, I don't get I don't get so mad at the white person that like judges black people off stereotypes that were like given to them and beaten into their heads. You know what I'm saying? It's like all you can do is try to teach them, but at the same time, it's like you understand why they think that way. You know what I mean? It's like, and I understand why bro thinks that way. But you know, like, like I think, like Rome said, it takes living in the real world to realize how things really are, man. And you know, we we got to get out this metaverse, bro. <laughs> get into the real world, folks. Get into the real world. Say, you know, be, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a great topic, though. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. I thought it was a good one. Yeah, this was definitely a fire topic, man. Yeah, we'll man. definitely have to come back to this. Um, before we end the show, though, man, before we wrap this up, uh, it's Black History Month. Anybody want to drop some some facts? Any anything good on anybody's mind they want to throw out there before we get out of here? I, I wish I could, Rome, but all I saw was Tom Brady today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, man, look. Oh, my bad. Nah, look, look, it is Black History Month. Shout out to everybody that, you know, that's black. And shout out to everybody that's trying you know if you're black and you're trying you're doing enough for me so shout out to that and um you know hey let's keep man excellent let's keep leveling up and uh you know let's keep making these folks uncomfortable shout out to brian, brian flores too yeah I, I don't know personally black history month i feel like it's very interesting man because like i'm not the biggest fan of like black history just getting a month and i feel like when something usually gets a month it's because it's like to bring awareness to something that like it hasn't that society's not giving awareness to on the regular. That's the only reason you give you're given a month. So like if we were giving awareness to black history on the regular, I'm not sure we would need a month in the shortest month of the year for it's the to, rule uh, rule. To, 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 to represent it. You know what I mean? But uh shout out to everybody, man, and you know, shout out to shout out to, to my black people, man. Like T said, if you if you if you striving. That's all that matters, man. You know, a lot of us get put in tough situations, tough situations, and a lot of times the individual gets blamed for the situation they're in, and societal factors aren't looked at by anybody. But I want all my people to know that, like, I recognize the societal factors, and, uh, you know, all you can do is keep pushing, man. Never give up your hope. Never give up your dreams. And as long as you as long as long you can hold on to that, man, you're doing something, man. Every day you wake up, you got options. You know, you always got options to make your, to make your life better. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise don't let any of these factors outside of your control convince you otherwise because the more and more you start striving the more and more you realize how much of your life is in your control uh when we're when we're taught otherwise so uh black history month shortest month of the year we probably need a whole i think bobby brown said every two years it need to be a black history year <laughs> instead of one black history month <laughs> it was a whole year every two years <laughs> i'm with that nah man i definitely agree with you um you said it uh you know, we, we have a, a Black History Month because it's something that we don't focus on enough. Enough, um, It's something that I learned a long time ago in high school. So I want to use this Black History Moment to shout out my my high school PE teacher, uh, the only Black teacher I had. He actually put the battery in my back to, to, you know, actually go out and learn 
more of our history on our own because going to a predominantly white school is why I understand why we have a Black History Month because they do not talk about certain things in certain areas. And uh, I feel like it's, it's, it's up to us to always put that message out there for everybody to hear, not just our people, but other people as well. Uh, because our culture is a big part of this country, whether however you feel about it, you know, that, that's just facts. Um, so shout out to Coach White, uh, my, my high school PE teacher, for, for giving me the inspiration to, uh, you know, learn, learn and educate myself and spread that education and that, that knowledge to others. Um, G, I know Hispanic History Month is September. I've always been salty y'all had a longer month, but I do love my Hispanic people. Uh, <clears throat> so is there anything you want to say about Black History Month or anything you got for us? Man, you guys are the first people to embrace me, man. I went to all predominantly black school when I was a kid, man. My first, and like, I personally don't look like I'm Mexican. I got it from my own family. And so when I got to go to a predominantly black school, like I was embraced. I was never felt left out or anything. So I got nothing but great things to say about my black community, man. Nothing but great people. Always show me great hospitality. Shit. Like I said, like my, I used to play wrestling with my boy Russell Howard, man. Me and him used to go play at the, we used to bring our wrestling toys, whatever. We used to just play wrestling at the back of our school. Like, yeah, so like, nothing but great, man. You guys have nothing been great in hospitality from both, all three of you guys from here. Like, you guys are my brothers from another mother that I get to, that I get to see online. My people from VA to my people in Maryland. Like, I, I got nothing but love for you guys. You guys have been nothing but genuine. And I, will, I always love to reciprocate the same energy to yours, guys. You guys have been nothing but great. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Ending the show with a little bit of love, man. But y'all know how we always end it, man. One time for the culture. Sports for the culture. Culture.